Squash Tourist and Friends podcast, episode 10. So whatever happens now, we have a top 10. And in at 10, in no particular order, is Mr. Sean LaRue. Sean was the 2014 South African National Champion and got to a world highest ranking of 37. He's a quality all-round sportsman and it turns out he's certainly the best golfer that I've ever met as he talks in plus figures. Please enjoy the show. Sean LaRue, welcome to the studio. Hey Cox, good to be here. Good to finally get a get a, a chance to get on the show. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Yeah, I was, if I uh, if I round it off as a first series, this will be a, a a good finale. I feel not too bad. Following in the steps of the of the boys, I've listened to uh, most of them. It's been good. It's been entertaining. Good top ten, certainly not not in any order, any specific order. Don't feel that uh, you know coming Ooh. in at ten means <laughs> means. Nah, I mean, well, I'd, I'd say my favourite. Well. Funniest, I reckon Trazer. He was up there. He, um, he has got the most listens, actually. So the stats. <laughs> <are like that. laughs> good old, good old Trazer. Always lots of positivity in the uh, <laughs> in the interview <laughs> or the podcast. Yeah, no, he was uh, absolutely. We didn't. There was no prep there. We just yeah, just put it. Enjoyed. Um, last last one I listened to was um, Pablo. That was entertaining. Um, interested in his uh, golf antics. It made me laugh when he said, um, "So now he spent all his money on on clubs when I can't afford to to get on a course." <laughs> well, I think he, I saw yesterday that he was advertising uh, one of his one of his drivers. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, since I listened to it, I've been like talking to him about golf, and he's just been yeah. He went to buy a new driver last week, so he's probably probably uh, needed to sell his old one to get a new one. One in one out. One in one out <laughs> policy for Pablo, as always. Uh, should probably do a little. Uh, well, I will do an intro, but just looking at uh, going over the, some of the, some of the uh, achievements. SA national champion, 2014. Yeah, 2014 was was a good year for me. Actually, that summer was a was a good summer for me. Um, started uh, ended the last tournament was uh, the, I don't know what it was called. It was a one star in Paris, and then I won that, and then came to SA for the sort of. PSA off season and then won nationals that summer and also in Java. So it was like a good, uh, it was a good spell that, um, that summer that, or that year. One all, one all three. Yeah. And what about yeah. the, uh, it was the hometown tournament as well in Cape Town. Oh, no, no, sorry. That was in there as well. No, no, sorry. So I won, I won back to back PSAs. Well, actually, there's a loss in between. I won, um, I won uh, France. Then lost the 5K to Ali Pet in the final. Yeah, and so then uh, then won, uh, sorry, I forgot about, well, it's good to forget your losses, I suppose. <laughs> and, then, um, and then won the 10K against Reda in the final. Yeah, that was also that was a good one. And then Jarvis, and then capped it off with the Nationals. And that was a good, what was that? Probably a good two months. 2014, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought you might say the uh, the twenty twelve was um, was one yeah, of the highlights. Yeah, twenty <laughs> winning in your winning your own backyards. Uh, no, it was good. Fine. Always good to uh, have the family and stuff um, around when you when you uh, when you play and don't didn't get to do it often. So no, they were there to see a few of the matches. That so was good. Yeah, that must have been uh, <clears throat> pretty pretty 
class bit in uh, getting one over cops finally after uh... I think to this day I mean I think it's the one and only I honestly I mean I've, I used to get hammered by cops in a few matches and I've and then I've got close in a few but I think the only time I've beaten him was the final in nationals I'm sure that's a, like the only competitive yeah. match I don't know if we played in PSA but we played in nationals finals must have been about I don't know maybe like five or six prior to that and one or one or two after that we played in many Jarvis matches but that's the only time I've uh, beaten him I got close once I was <laughs> uh, Jarvis I uh, don't know where it was I think it was Jarvis Cape Town I um, was 2-1 up and then I uh, got a conduct game to make it 2-all and lost it first <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a conduct game. It was a. It was a conduct point at the game ball down. So, conduct point. Was that a, was that a little bit of racket abuse? Was it or audible personality? But a but a mix, mixture. I think. I think the ref gave a wrong call. Just uh, just had to tell him. Yeah, you uh, you certainly had a had a few run-ins with the refs over the years. But, uh, we'll, we'll get onto that a bit later. Um, <laughs> uh, just looking at. Couldn't find the the exact number, but certainly into the double figures when it comes to uh, PSA titles, which is no mean feat. Yeah, I think I think it's thirteen, thirteen, fourteen. I think PSA titles. Um, yeah, all over really. Europe, uh, Australia, obviously South Africa. We said, um, yeah, Canada. Yeah, oh Canada. Sorry, Canada. Um, states in um, in uh, Madison. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I was quite uh, quite travelled. Won a few here and there. That <laughs> yeah, was good. As well as uh, as well as a few a few big ones that weren't on the uh, PSA tour as well. The uh, Luxembourg, Edinburgh, and oh, the Andy Gill. How can I forget? I mean, well, Edinburgh, biggest prize money, that's for sure. Yeah, most profit. Yeah, most profit with uh, not being a PSA event. Well, I think it, I think it is a PSA event now. I know it's a whisper event or or PSA ladies yeah. event. They, uh, they had a bit. Shivagi was there. Paul Cole last year. They had, yeah. What in the in the as a BSPA? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had, yeah had I'm had not really sure. Good prize money. Yeah, yeah. That was always a one of the favorites, one of the most popular on the BSPA circuit. Always good going there. Got I think the, it's 10, uh, the, 10K the total prize money. The real name on several uh, honours boards. Many honours boards around the world. Yeah, some some proud moments. Uh, right, the uh, question on everyone's lips, what are you up to these days? <laughs> disappeared. Besides, besides uh, playing a bit of golf. Now, so when I left... Um, England, which was now, it's now, it's actually just gone four years, was July 2016. I finished uh, PSA sort of end of 2015, beginning 2016, moved back. And then um, my plan, well, I'm still doing it, was my plan before squash was to go study after squash. Because at the time I decided, I had to decide whether I wanted to go to uni or pursue a, um, a career in squash. And I thought, now nah, I can go study afterwards. So, um, so this, is, this is afterwards, basically. 
So I'm doing, I'm doing psychology at the moment, but I mean, obviously I have to do undergrad first, but um, my the three year undergrad is now four year. <laughs> yeah, this is the fourth of the, of the third year undergrad. So I'm finishing, finishing that this year. Um, yeah, the stats, stats is a bit, uh, <laughs> not my strong point. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Well, doing it re that remotely at the moment. So before lockdown, I was I was going in um, full time to UCT University of Cape Town with all the uh, twenty year olds. So bit of a mature student experience, mature student. Yeah, well traveled. So so now so that's what I've that's what I've been doing for the last. Um, I started in uh, Feb twenty seventeen. Yeah. was obviously supposed to finish now the end of the last year so now i'm finishing this year and then we'll see you next year good stuff you, basically uh, and that's mixed in with um with a bit or a lot of golf at the moment so and then i was i was coaching a bit but doing a bit of squash coaching the i was coaching the uni team for the last um three years while i was there yeah. but that's as far as my my coaching goes I suppose <clears throat> some wisdom to the uh, next generation well I was trying <clears throat> still playing a little bit yourself or uh, um, yeah I mean trying to I was I was playing league I mean that's sort of like once uh, once a week literally but I mean the first the first two seasons I didn't do any any training at all like uh, I was but I was hanging on to base of what I had when I, yep. when I stopped. So I could have, in the league that I was playing, I mean, no disrespect to the, to the guys, I was sort of getting away with it and I was still like winning comfortably. And then, <laughs> and then as in two years, the third season, I mean, nah, then guys just caught me up because I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was literally, so I'd finished the, the last league game, which is maybe like, September time or something. Next time I'd go on court to be like the following year for the first league game. <laughs> I mean, that's not even exaggeration. So I'd have like, yeah, like good eight months off or something and then play again. <laughs> and now and a, a hell of a test for the older doctors. <laughs> oh, yeah, struggle yeah. when you're playing, Please. so you're activating. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, so I mean, I didn't think I could get away with that for uh, forever. So now it's caught up. So now I'm losing to, to everyone, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure, you're. Uh, I'm sure you're hitting a good ball though when you uh, when you are in position. Yeah, no, it's it's still there in glimpses. The backhand, I can uh, still get away with it sometimes. I'm finding I have to use uh, just use the experience a bit more. Just yeah. um, just you know, take your take your space as it's called. Yeah. <laughs> didn't do those hard, hard years on tour to uh, to come out with nothing, did you? <laughs> oh, now it's now. I mean, I still follow, still follow a bit and speak to some of the boys, but yeah, tour miss miss it really. Well, miss yeah, miss miss a lot of the off court stuff as well. Yeah, right. Well, um, actually, talking about the golf, I did see that you uh, saw that clip of you driving balls into the bed sheet. Which uh, was I, mean, <laughs> I find pretty impressive. I mean, during lockdown, where, where did you see? Where did you see? Did I send that to you? I don't think I 
Did I, I send it to you? sent it, but yeah, I don't know where I can't remember where, where, where I sent it to. Now, our, um, our lockdown year was, that was, I mean, I think that was in the first month. Our, our lockdown year in South Africa was hectic. I don't know if you followed it on any other news or anything. It was one of the, like, strictest lockdowns really? in the world. Now it was in Lady Haas. For the first month, you couldn't, you literally, so essential workers could go to work everyone else remote and then you had to you could only leave your house to go to the shop no exercise so that was the big thing yeah no ex i mean uh, uh the lockdown i followed the most was obviously england just with having friends there and obviously lived there and stuff um but I, obviously I, they could exercise there there was i don't know if there were certain windows or certain times you could exercise but i mean yeah it was it was nothing you couldn't you couldn't leave the house so it was quite quite hard in the first that was for like the first six weeks yeah it's tough so that so that's when i thought i'll put up a makeshift uh, driving range just swing a bit pretty impressive um, there's a few cars parked nearby which i, I <laughs> myself yeah no it's um well although the novelty wore off though i mean i thought it'd be proactive and get a net up and uh Maybe when golf returns, I thought it'll be not as, um, I thought it'll still be sharp, but no, nah, that, that novelty wore off. It's not the, not the real deal. <laughs> so, no. How much, uh, how much golf? What's the, uh, what's the handicap then? Handicap's just gone up, actually. Well, down, I suppose. It's just gone down at the moment. Playing, I won a, won an event on, um, on Sunday, actually, um, like, a, like a top amateur event. Oh, yeah. so I'm playing off a uh, plus three at the moment. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, yeah, put some put some time into the golf, enjoying it, and get the competitive the, the uh, juices. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm so I'm I'm past scratch. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Got so, yeah, yeah. So, so you get obviously you get the extent of my golf. <laughs> no, so you get you get three. You get three where you get three shots oh, then you go that's you go down serious. to scratch yeah so when you get then you get plus one plus two so i'm a i'm plus three at the moment bloody hell the boys so, will be uh yeah very impressed um, with that i'm sure that's yeah i'm enjoying it <laughs> right well uh we'll go into the well quick fire 11 as a uh, quick fire the feature feature yeah i mean it's not always oh. a quick, quick fire but find out a bit more about you um <clears throat> first one it's mm. something I pulled up on when, after Googling you. True or false, you appeared on the Pointless Game Show. True. True. No, oh, that, was, that was 20, um, I think it was the year I left, so 2016, just before leaving. So I left in sort of June time. The show was filmed earlier that summer, maybe, I don't know, maybe like May or just before. So I went down to London with a friend of mine. We uh, um, filmed that. And then I don't know when it was aired, but I know it was aired later, like a couple of years later or something, because obviously they film way in advance. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure when it was aired. And I don't know what season it is, actually. But it's, it's no, it's true. I was on there. Still watch, watch Pointless, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's five o'clock, five o'clock on a, on a weekday. Yourself and Joel were always a uh, big, big quiz, quiz fans. Any quiz shows? Yeah, Joel. Joel always wanted to go on. Um, what's the other one? The Chase. 
the chase, yeah. I know he applied to go on there, but uh, I don't think he ever got on, but no, love <laughs> it. Perhaps didn't have the Cape Town, Castlefield, Cape Town <laughs> <laughs> story behind him. Uh, Number two, uh, if you could choose to be a pro squash player, cricketer or golfer, oof. what would you go for? What, at the moment or? Uh, you know, going back, going back to... Nah. No, I mean... I'd have to, I'd stick with the squash. I mean, squash gave me so much. I don't have any regrets with, with going the squash route. I loved it. I mean, as you know, we've spent like countless tours together and the experiences yeah. that we had, the friends we made, I mean, places we visited. Now there's no, I can't, I can't say I'd rather have played um, golf or cricket. Although those also, I'm also passionate about those sports, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the squash, eh? No, the like the, uh, might be chance chance still yeah, to go yeah. on the uh, back, get on the golf tour then. You can still get on the seniors tour. There's still time for that. There's, you can't go back and go back on the squash tour. So now I definitely wouldn't uh, wouldn't change the squash. I think I did good a good ten years. Um, now no, it was it was awesome. Yeah, the squash purists are going to love that one. <laughs> uh, Polit- politically correct answer. No, it was now it's a proper. No, I definitely choose the squash. Looking at those titles there, if you, if you, putting them into the golf context, would have been a few quid. Might not be at university now. Exactly, well, I'll still be playing. So, <laughs> uh, Number three, your favourite sports person? Um, favourite sports person? That's, that's tough. I choose one of each. Yeah. Favorite golfer got to be Tiger. That's I mean that's hands down. Yeah. Cricketer favorite cricketer would have to be uh, Jacques Callis. And squash player, I saw a thing today actually on Twitter. Uh, the PSA ran a thing like if you could bring one player back, who would you who would you bring back? And mine would I'd say Shabana. Wow, oh, he was yeah. just yeah. I mean. Yeah, Rami, you can say, I'd say between Rami, Shabana and Power, but um, no, Shabana for me, legend. Absolute legend, yeah. yeah. Legend. Yeah. Classy. No, and, and, a, and, a, and a classy person as well. No, all round, all round legend. Yeah, quality. Good answers. Uh, number four, your favourite sporting event to watch? Um... Yeah, I like a few. Oh, um, oh, that's tough as well. I'd say I'd say one of the. Go- I like golf majors at the moment. Yeah, yeah uh, any one of the majors. I like the U.S. Open because that's the, the toughest. Yeah. Separates the men from the boys there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, one any one of the majors I like. Um, I still, I mean, I still watch, obviously, watch all the sports, um, watching, obviously, the US Open now, yeah. Djokovic the other night. Yeah, not, uh, <laughs> not, not in a great place, but, you know, I'm sure the, you can relate to, to that and you might oh. have a bit of advice for him, that maybe. New York as well. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> no, I, watch, I was watching it, uh, I think we spoke just after the incident happened and I flicked over because I was flicking between the golf and the the tennis 
and I missed uh, I missed it live, and then I flicked over two minutes later, and then saw saw some stuff on social media as well. It was it? I mean, he didn't he didn't mean to hit the person. No. But obviously, there was no other like there's no other um, thing that could have happened. It had to be he had to be disqualified. So. Yeah, it was just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, if it missed, if it missed, he probably would have got a conduct warning or something, conduct point, yeah. and then carried on playing. But the fact that it hit, yeah, I think the right decision was was made. So unfortunately, yeah, yeah. learn from your mistakes. <coughs> hey, learn from your mistakes. And, exactly, uh, learn. Exactly. I'm sure he won't do it again. Yeah. Uh, number five. Uh, best place you visited on tour? Oof. Best place I've visited. Jeez. I know the worst place I've visited. <laughs> we can do that one as well, actually. I, I, I haven't got to pick that, but uh, we'll, do, we'll go on to that next. But <laughs> no, be best place. The best place is actually a, it's actually a, a combo, actually, a tour that I did. Um, it was an, uh, one of the best. It was sort of like a six week tour. Started in. Um, Hong Kong, which is one of my favorite cities to to be in, to play in. I love Hong Kong, so I played a I played a tournament in Hong Kong, and then I tied that in. the 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 main reason I was going on the tour was I wanted to go to a friend's wedding in in Melbourne, and then I looked to see if I can like play in events and what I can do. So played a tournament in Hong Kong, amazing city. Then played one in Perth. Um, and then ended up winning that in Perth and went to the wedding in Melbourne. So I went to my mate's wedding in Melbourne and then stopped off in Thailand on the way back for like three weeks. So I did like a, basically did around the world, around the world, got around the world ticket. So that, that, I mean, and those three places are, I, lo I love Oz. Oh, it's the only time I've been to Oz. And I, I mean, it's very similar to South Africa, the cultures, the weather, um, so I went to Sydney, Sydney was awesome, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, and then, um, and then ended off in Thailand. So, but I mean, that's, that's thanks to squash really. Cause I, yeah, Thailand, so. <clears throat> no, but I mean, Hong Kong, I always liked, I always like going to Hong Kong. The football club is probably, I'd say that's my favorite club in the world, which is a, which is a big call. I mean, you know, there's yeah. some. Some amazing clubs out there, but the football club is no, nah, it's cool. Some uh, cool billets, don't we, Stavis? You you got me in with the, uh, one of the billets um, there that works for Cathay Pacific, was it? Yeah, with Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, South African guy as well lives over there. But yeah, no, Hong Kong, just uh, as well, it's the New York of the East, I suppose. <laughs> That's it. Twenty four seven. Nights out in Wan Chai afterwards, no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the perfect example of squash tourism there. That's what it's all about. That's, uh, exactly. No, that's it. Mixing living, a, living out the suitcase, going from place to place. No, uh, head wheel bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, your squash career highlight. Highlight. Um... I'd say we touched on it earlier. I'd say South African nationals is up there. A big reason for that being beating, so it's testament to cops. 
I mean, yeah. Cops got to, I think he got to 14 or 12 in the world. And at that time when I beat him, he was sort of, he was definitely top 16. Yeah. So um, that is definitely up there as a highlight for me. But I mean, I don't, it's, a bit, it's tough to pick one, to be honest. Um, in terms of PSA, um, biggest event I won was uh, in Edmonton. So that that would be up there, but then also in terms of PSA, I mean we play all these tournaments to achieve to achieve a ranking at the end of the day. I mean we try and get up as high in the world rankings as possible, and I got to thirty seven. So that in itself is um, yeah. I mean I'm I'm proud of that that I could get to top forty in the world. Yeah. So that's that's some and then also world teams representing your country is a proud moment <clears throat> um yeah so those i mean it's tough to pick one career highlight but those are those are a few yes. stuff is tough to separate them yeah absolutely for you as well having that you know moving to england and you know working like as a junior or working your way up and then like finally going back to back to cape town and sealing it and yeah. winning nationals must have been yeah, no, it was no, it was awesome. Yeah, going going to England. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, I credit England and Malcolm Wollstop as um, he was the one who basically um, made me into the player that I was able to be. So I'll give like him and him and Camps, but a big big uh, credit to Malcolm. So yeah. yeah, going through like you said, going through that journey. And when I got to, <clears throat> I remember when I moved. I mean, just to summarize, I mean, I moved to England. I wasn't like, I think when the first rankings came out under six, under 15, I was like, I think I just scraped like 19 in the country, 19, 20. I remember because there was only 20 that, yeah. that were ranked. And then by under 19, I ended, I ended, I think at the highest I got to was two or three, but I mean, in quite a strong age group with Simpo and Tom and yeah. James Wright. There's a name of <laughs> James Wright, Joel was in there. So, yeah, so it was quite a good journey, and then going back to to play for South Africa. Yeah, so it was. <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh, that was always something that when I was look, doing, looking at uh, just doing a bit of research for the, for uh, for this, thinking back. So I remember what I remember seeing you play as a junior, and it, like I must, it was at Pontefract, I think, uh, in a junior tournament there. And yeah, you were, like you say, you were a, a good player. You were in, like probably in the I don't know, fifteen in the country or something like that. Yeah. Looking, you know, I think I can vividly remember you playing a match there against David Harris, actually. I don't know if you remember it. <laughs> David Harris. <laughs> I, I remember David Harris. On one of the back courts at Ponte. Uh, but then, you know, fast forward into 2014 and the, the South African national champion. That's I can sort of picture that myself, which uh, is, is quite is quite funny, really. Pitching you as a 15-year-old and then as a 30-plus uh, senior winning the nationals. I think uh, I think I remember that that match exactly. I know which court well, it's number one, two, three, four, five. I think it's court six at Ponty, like behind the behind the bar. And I remember that I think it was I think for some reason the nationals were held at Ponty yeah. that, that yeah. year. I don't know why. Um yeah, I think the like under nineteen and under fifteen nationals used to go together. Yeah, maybe I was in the under nineteens, yeah. Could have been yeah. it. I remember, I remember playing. Day. I know which quarter. I know exactly which quarter. I don't know if I can't remember if I won or lost. But um, no, I remember that match, watching from the bar. I think that's that's what yeah, so great about squash. Seeing you know, well, someone like yourself going 
playing through the levels. Uh, you know, you talk here like tennis players and uh, footballers who've played at different levels, but you're you're certainly a good example of someone who's, yeah. like say, played played in those, uh, you know, in those in a plate. I'm sure as a junior, and uh, you know, got gone on to play uh, play in the leagues and as a, as an amateur, and then play play uh, Northwest New York leagues as a pro, BSPAs, and work your way up. And uh, before yeah. you know, you find yourself on uh, the court of Grand Central. <laughs> yeah, grand, well, grinding through Europe as well, playing the five Ks. No, yeah, I mean, it's. I suppose it's a lesson for anyone who suppose, wants to wants to go and keep keep working at it. No, it's um, yeah, it's been when you. I mean, when you talk about it like that, it's, it's quite a quite a journey, I suppose. Because I mean, I I said that I played professionally for. 10 years or whatever, or yeah, it would have been the best part of 10 years. But I mean, I suppose you got to look at it from before that even from yeah. like 15 playing, like you say, playing, playing the leagues, grinding through the leagues that counts towards, um, towards getting to grand central. So, uh, that's, it's almost uh, like apprenticeship type. Exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. You play, you played James on the, uh, on the, uh, on the glass court at TAC. Yeah, I did. That was um, 2009, I think. Well, I mean, it's the only time I qualified. It was, I mean, growing up, TOC, um, I suppose for our era, there were some f- iconic venues and like TOC was one, Egypt, uh, um, Pyramids was another one. Um, but I always, like a target of mine was always to make the glass court at um, the Grand Central. And I remember... Uh, playing in the final qualifying match. I think I, I had played at the Harvard club. Or in, um, I think it was a Harvard or Yale club. One of those clubs yeah. um, beat, I beat Campbell. Um, I beat Liam Kenny first, actually. And he was the seed. So once when I beat him, sort of Campbell and I weren't seeded to play each other. Liam was the one that was supposed to go through. That sort of opened up a bit. Yeah. So we obviously both... We both have, we both thought we've got a chance now. <clears throat> so played Campbell and I remember beating him. And then, to be honest, it didn't, didn't really matter who I, who I played. I was so happy that uh, that I could get on uh, Grand Central. And yeah, that was a yeah, it was good experience. And I played. He won it that year. James won it that year. So I don't know what he was seeded, but I remember playing him at like I think it was like half past five, six o'clock in the evening, on a Friday. On a Friday evening at Grand Central, so I mean, you can imagine how how busy how busy it was. People, I can imagine it because I can imagine it for us because I've been there oh. on class. <laughs> <laughs> popping, popping their head through, seeing well, probably not know what's going on. I mean, it reminds me of I played once in um, Chicago on uh, Madison Avenue, and like before my match, I was just watching the boys, and there was like these these passers by just um and they stuck they didn't have a clue what was going on they were like oh wow have you seen these guys on the on the glass box <laughs> like <laughs> i didn't i mean i can imagine that happening at grand central i mean it's one of the biggest tournaments in the world going on most iconic venue and people just like not really know what's going on but um yeah, no, yeah, there was someone walking, you know, not going to walk past Augusta and go, oh, look at these guys hitting a ball with a stick. Yeah, exactly. Just going through flushing meadows, like uh, playing James Walt. I mean, it's the equivalent of playing Djokovic. But um, yeah. no, yeah, it, good, uh, good experience. Did it help having time with James or was it 
Was it? Did it help? Um, did it help what? Did it help when having like trained with James, obviously at Pontefract, and then you played him? Was that a good or a bad thing, or was it? Just um, I suppose looking back, it's probably I can't remember exactly, but I think it would have been a good thing just to. I mean, I was really nervous as it is, not being in an unfamiliar. I mean, wasn't used to playing on glass courts in those arenas. So maybe playing James was a bit, um, probably helped a little bit just to settle the nerves. I mean, I uh, knew him quite well, played with him every day, basically, at Pontefract. Um, no, but I mean, he was also, he's one of the players that, uh, that I sort of looked up to, tried to model the game a bit on his. Loved watching him play, so it was no, it was good to play him on a big on a big stage, and then yeah, he ended up winning it that year as well. <clears throat> so he was in decent form. Yeah, sharpen him up. Who, know, who knows if I didn't get him first round? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, that, that wasn't that was a, a great in-depth answer. Number eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quick fire eleven. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no, there's no. Who, who's complaining? Uh, <laughs> uh, one piece of advice for a 19-year-old Sean. Oh, for a 19-year-old Sean. You've learned. I think I'd need to um, tighten up on the on the mental game. I suppose. I like looking back. Looking back, um, my um, lapses in concentration, or when I got frustrated with myself, I don't think it ever helped me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a much more complicated answer than that, but just, um, yeah, be a bit better mentally. That, that, that's what I tell myself as a, yeah, now looking back. Could have combined, work on, combined work on that. Yeah. <laughs> eh? Combined squash and studies might have, uh, well, might have exactly. Exactly. That's why they say it. I mean, it's ironic that I'm, Going the psychology route now. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, answer. Um, number eight, the best best player you ever played? Yes. Well, uh, Shabana, definitely. Shabs. Yeah, Shabs. I mean, it was Kuwait. I played him in also in the World Open. Um, was one of the, also the year he won. So he won odd years. So it must have been. After all, sure. <laughs> telling you, um, must have been eleven, I think. Because I think he won. Did he win seven, nine, eleven, thirteen? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I know. I know there was a thing that he always won odd years. Right. So I, th I think. I think it was eleven that I played him in, in Kuwait. Um, yeah, Glasgow. I mean, I was clueless. He was so. He's so good. I mean. Besides the fact that I was nervous and like struggling to eat a straight ball, um, <laughs> like like he was so he was so tough to play. I mean, like the guys guys swing, like you you don't know what shot. He had the same same prep for like ten different shots. There's so many options. Yeah. Um, what made it worse was I remember going on or waiting to go on, and the match before me was. Um, it was Darwish against uh, one of the Zamans. I don't know if it was Shahid or Mansur. I think it might have been Mansur. It wasn't Shahid. And like, <laughs> I was hoping, like I was secretly hoping that like Darwish chops him up so that I don't, so like the crowd is not, so they're not used to like, uh, uh, like a, they didn't get too good of a curtain raiser. 
<laughs> and 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 Saman put on like a good show. He was like, "You lost three one, so now the crowd's like warmed up, <laughs> expecting like an, expecting to see another good match." Shabana number one seed, and yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I provided uh, that that good of a match. I remember getting chopped. No, it was, and then to make it worse, obviously playing in a Asian or yeah Asian country, um, like they were supporting him as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. Good shot. I didn't get a clap. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but anyway, uh, Shibana, definitely the best player I played. Quality. Um, number nine, best coach that you ever worked with? Um, <clears throat> Malcolm. Uh, well, two, my two main coaches were Malcolm and then David Campion. Yeah. Um, feel a bit harsh saying Malcolm, but because I really enjoyed working with camps. But I'll give um, Malcolm. I mean, I don't know why he's not like credited with. Well, I suppose he is credited with um, with what he's done. But I mean, if you look at what he's done, it's unbelievable. Like he raised. I remember having a um, bit of a debate with Nick Matthew on Twitter like a couple of years ago. He posed a question like something about who's the best coach ever. And yep. he was going towards DP with DP's stable of players, which I'm not taking anything away, but I, I put forward Malcolm. And I said, like, there's no other player or no other coach that has raised two world number ones from, as in their first coach, like walking on court, first picking up a racket, hitting a ball, and taking them all the way to world number one. And that's, that was my basis for my argument. And Nick, Nick was like counter countering saying, yeah, but DP had Nicole himself, Jenny, um, all these players, Bingy, whatever. But I still said that like, they were, they were half decent players. They were good by the time they went, they were working with DP, whereas Malcolm took Lee, Beachel and James from from the first time they stepped on the squash court all the all the way to world number one. So no, that's that for me is and then obviously he's got numerous other titles and stuff, but yeah, Malcolm for me. <coughs> I think yeah, you can create an argument for uh, for Oh yeah. No hundred percent. Yeah. I mean I don't know who the main there's obviously coaches in Egypt who I don't know. Um, they've got obviously um, must have some decent coaches over there, but just personally for me is Malcolm. Yeah, awesome. Um, which sport has got the uh, the best banter? Where you're uh, you're quite into your into your banter with some of some of the boys from back home, but is it squash, cricket, golf? Uh, I mean, there's some good banter on the cricket field, which I don't, you don't really get on the squash court, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, depending where you play, there might be a few words exchanged. I believe, like some of the older boys, I think there was more banter the, yeah. the era before us. Like 80s, was, you always hear stories of those like hard, hard matches. Yeah, and the referees um, were a bit more lenient there as well, weren't they, I think? Were they? You could cert- well, I think you could certainly vocalize a bit more if he did, did that well yeah well you always hear stories of them like like boys almost getting into fights and stuff on court you'll never you'll never see that now 
it won't go that far. So um, Robo uh, Rob Owen and the likes. Yeah, Dal Harris and those boys. Yeah. Um, now nah, I think each sport in golf, obviously, there's a lot of time in between. Um, in between shots, there's always a lot of a lot of chat, a lot of banter. Um, no, nah, so it's I think it's each got its own different, I suppose. Transfers across. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number eleven, final one of the quick fire eleven. Uh, <laughs> one thing you'd change about the tour? About the current tour. Or the tour that you experienced, yeah. I'm not. I don't know, like the fixation with the Olympics. Maybe I'm. I don't have enough uh, info or something, but. Like there's always been this fixation with like trying to get squash into the Olympics, and I don't really understand how that would make this our sport as like good as it is. If they don't want if they don't want squash in the Olympics, then like leave them. I understand that there'll be more funding um, for each country. Maybe if their sportsmen are in the Olympics, sportsmen and women are in the Olympics, but like. I just think that this the tour is so good and it's getting better and the standard is like unbelievable at the moment and it's just improving, everything's improving. Like I just give up with that fixation. Um I don't know what it's like at the moment. I don't know if they're still trying so hard to get into the Olympics. But for me when I was playing, like there was that one there was one campaign when they spent the tour spent so much money on trying to get into into whichever Olympics it was. Well, I just, eh? Might have been the 2020, actually, I think. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Oh, no, no, it was the one before. When was... No, it was London, oh, okay. I think. I, think. I don't know. But but even then, whichever one it was, like, I just... I thought it was not a waste of money, but I just, like, all the effort could have maybe gone into putting big events on, big events, um, and used the money for prize money and stuff. So... Yeah, that was my one one thing with the fixation of the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have improved the sport. It might have yeah, maybe attract obviously more players in the long run, but more funding, but not a sport as good as it is. I don't yeah. Interesting stuff. I thought you, I thought you might have gone down the uh, the route of referees and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Get the, uh, get the level raised up there, but no, all, all good answers, all insightful stuff, Sean. Um, wasn't bring, so quick fire, I suppose. Yeah, wasn't quite quick fire, but we had a few of those uh, topics I'd, uh, yeah, I wanted to broach on, so wasn't going to uh, stop you in your tracks. Um, you, uh, I noticed in your, your first PSA event, you, uh, you stormed through as a, as a qualifier. How did, that, uh, how did that set you up for life on tour? First, can you remind me which was my first PSA event? It was in Holland. Oh, I think uh, okay. I think I played. I played. Uh, did I play Michael Fatini? I lose to Fatini right, yeah. in yeah, the semi. Yeah, I remember that. Got a got a bit of a lesson in the semi. Like didn't bit bit raw going into the event. Didn't know Michael Fatini, established uh, player, quite hard. Um, yeah, although um, yeah, I think it was I think it was a semi final. I was the semi? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think I think I made it to the semi final. 
I don't think it was a final, but um, it was so long ago. That must have been... 06? Was it 06? Yeah. Yeah, 06 to 06, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. 06, I mean, to be honest, I don't remember that much of it. I just remember playing Fatini. I can't remember who I played early rounds. I don't have a clue. Um, has the uh, has the state of squash in NSA? It's not not in a good state, to be honest. Um, at the elite level, um, just lost not, their uh, well yourself, Clinton. Yeah, lost the, a few players at oh. once. I mean, we had a decent we had a decent team with um, Cops, Clint, uh, Rodney, and myself. We came fifth in the in the world champs, which was which was good. Um, yeah, and then this elite level wise, I mean, Alex Fuller's doing well. She's, I don't know what her ranking is at the moment, but she's sort of the top South African player in the men's game. There's, there's not much coming through. Um, it's no disrespect to, to the guys that are trying to play, but, um, yeah, and I'm not sure what the solution is or if there's a solution. Um, there's a lot of uh, active coaching going on at the, uh, there's there there are a few coaches around, but I mean there's nothing nothing that stands out. I mean squash is still big in schools in the or in the private schools. Um, there's some there's a big league in. I mean I'm talking about Cape Town. There's like sort of like 15 divisions of Cape Town League, Western Province squash league, but I mean the standards not not great. Um, yeah, so no, the yeah, it's a pity we lost a few players all at once. Yeah, and and I mean, I don't see any. I'm speaking for the males. I don't see anyone coming through anytime soon. Um, like I say, females is Alex, but she's sort of flying the flag alone at the moment on the professional scene. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sad because there's been. I mean, squash is always, is, South Africa is always known to have um, good depth, even though some of the guys didn't, didn't travel and play full-time in the PSA. There was always like people like Adrian Anson and there was some good players in Europe playing leagues and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing coming through really, unfortunately. Tell, so, us, uh, tell us a bit about the legendary Jarvis Cup. Just for people who are oh, Jarvis Cup. So Jarvis is a um, it's sort of it's sort of like a intercounty, uh, so interprovincial um, team tournament, um, and I think it's a it's one of the biggest amateur events in the world. It's, I yeah. think it's I think it's maybe like I played the fiftieth in I think I played the fiftieth one in '09. So it's sort of sixty years old probably now. And it's for me. It was always a highlight of the year. Um, there's been like, there's been some recently. Um, recently, there's been some good pros like Farag's played, Gawad's played for the last five years. So it's a team event. You're allowed one one professional, and the guys. I mean, the guys take it seriously. So it's four locals, five in a team, four locals, one professional. Um, and in the A section, there's five or six teams. So you play Monday to Friday. 
Yeah. We play a lot of hard squash in the day and then uh, a few uh, beverages at night. Um, no, but it's, a, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome event. I'd encourage any pro to, um, I mean, the standard of squash is, is good. Um, and then, yeah, and it's, it's a very proud, uh, it's, if you win Jarvis Cup, I mean, it's a very proud moment for any like South African. It's a pinnacle of, besides nationals, it's a pinnacle of South African squash. And um, there's been some some big names that have played it over the years. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of English guys. You know, John Williams played for years. Um, you now it's a it's a I'm trying to I'm, yeah I'm I'm trying to think when my last one was that I played. <laughs> 2016 was my last one. I haven't played one in a while. But you I said I'd always. Once, hey? Did you win it once or more than once? No, I, I won it um, five times actually. Oh, five times, wow! So the the first time, the first time I won was with um, actually with not with my home province with KwaZulu Natal. So I'm from Western Province. The, so the first time was in 2008, and our team was basically um, was Leeds based. So Adrian Anson, Adrian Anson was a captain, and he of he was in contact with cops. So that was their two stalwarts, and then they recruited well, and sorry, and Carl Hampson. So they were th they were three locals from Natal, and then they got myself, and I had, obviously I had a South African passport, so I counted as a local. And then our overseas oh, was uh, was Johnny. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah, so we so we were all we were all basically playing at Jarvis team was all playing and training at Chapel A, living in Leeds. <laughs> Um, no, and so that was 2008. So uh, yeah, so that was our team. Uh, I think I think Steve Steve played one. I think Adrian was two. I was three. Johnny and Carl. So no, that was an awesome. And then the next. So from 2009, I went back. I went to play for Western Province with Clint and um, Clint and the boys until till my last one in 2016. Yeah. So yeah, it was we yeah we had quite a good team. One 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 with KZN, and then another four with um, with Western Province. But it, and then Kempi played. Kempi was our overseas in the Cape Town one, which was which was an awesome event. Yeah. Um, that was in twenty fourteen. Sounds, uh, sounds right. Good, great with a mixture of squash, but uh, but the team event the uh, got the camaraderie and the uh, uh well it's a bit like um what's the big one in holland you play junkie junkie yeah the legendary junkies yeah yeah never had the opportunity to play it but um yeah how many have you played of those at least 20 there's been 20 this was well this year would have been 25 but it didn't happen obviously so there's, there's been 24 i think i've played yeah, right. And you played 20. like twenty of them. Twenty, yeah. That's a decent effort. I, I think you're, uh, yeah. The level at junkie is not quite as <laughs> <laughs> the level's not as high, and the uh, social side of it is maybe a bit more focused. But, <laughs> uh, still, it's, yeah, there's, it does create that, uh, that that class environment that you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we're not used to playing in that environment. Obviously, team. I mean, as uh, on PSA is all for yourself so I think when the when the team thing kicks in I think the boys are quite keen so 
yeah. produces some uh, epic moments. Mm. Um, <clears throat> any uh, any particular fond memories of uh, of life on tour? Any that stick out, or oh. or it could be and the more calamitous, the more ridiculous, the better. Is life on tour? Of no, ten we had, years. We had a few good, good trips. We had. Yeah, is this is this is this podcast is it censored or no, it's, not, it's not enough people to listen to it for invitation. It's like is it is it played after eight PM? Oh yeah, no, yeah. No. No, jeez. Um, I was trying to think, I mean, obviously listening to, to a few of the boys, I was trying to think of like some of my highlights. A few night a few nights out stick out, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember one, uh, <laughs> always got a memory of playing, um, I think we played it a couple of times, Rhode Island. Yeah. Was, uh, well, we played it a couple of times. And then I remember one time uh, a certain, uh, <laughs> oh, Creedy, he, uh, he made the road trip up, from, I don't know where he was in the States, decided to come uh, to, to see if he can get into the tournament. Didn't get in. But he, uh, he stayed for the tournament and uh, went on a night out after that. <laughs> I just remember we went to a place, um, yeah, like after hours therapy was called, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember waking up and then, I don't think Creedy was actually staying with us, but um, we were staying at the tournament organizer's house. And then uh, <laughs> I remember Creedy waking up in a bath. <laughs> Well, we waking up seeing Creedy in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, no, that, that night out always sticks out. Um, good memories of um, <clears throat> India. We did a we did a three week stint or two week stint in India. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was great actually going there without the. Um... It was a little bit more relaxed because we weren't, we weren't. Well, we did go for tournaments, but this particular time we, uh, you know, we were there to train with the Indian oh, junior. To train, yeah, train slash coach. I think they yeah. had like, they had like a world juniors coming up, and we were asked to to uh, prepare them. Um, we hey, we did our best. We did. We tried. Even though I remember, I remember getting injured actually, and that uh, we're supposed to be there training them and like. Playing, playing against them, and then I end up getting injured, and then uh, they end up beating. <laughs> no, um, no, so that was a good, that was a good memory. Um, I did a trip early on in my career. I think it was uh, it was one of my first times to the states. Went to the um, west coast um, with a few of the boys: Jethro Bins, Campbell Grayson, Johnny. Yeah. Um, some other uh, Tony James. <laughs> um, no, there was no was some awesome. And then one trip with um, well to um, Nigeria, Lagos. We didn't go back to this, did we? This so this was this the. Uh... Oh, this was when you asked me the best place I visited, yeah. and I mentioned the worst place I visited, without a doubt, Lagos. I mean, I don't even know where to start. We didn't, uh, the worst thing is. Well, did your bags arrive? <laughs> no, well, I mean, like, the worst thing is, I went to Lagos, I don't know what year it was, and I didn't enjoy it. And I said, I'd never go back to the place. 
the next year the tournament came on and I thought it was like a I think it was like a 25k tournament snuck main draw I thought oh, it's a free 365 points here <laughs> ended up going back again and um yeah, she ended up sharing a house with, with uh, I remember Traswell telling the story as well. I mean, it was just, it was a nightmare. Ended up sharing this in a shell, living in a shell of a house. No, no people near us, like no bedding. Not. And then the second time I went, stayed in a, in a hostel um, with, with, with Creedy. And uh, I remember sharing a bed with uh, like, as in not a double bed, like a, it was almost a single bed, sharing a bed with uh, with Joey Barrington one night. Um, no, it was, yeah, no, it was was wasn't the, wasn't the best place I've been to. Some of the uh, some of the examples of what gets up where what you get put into on tour is not. Um, well, it's not all Grand Central Station, is it? Exactly. I mean. That's why I like listening to this podcast. I mean, there's the squash fans around the world. They are, they're seeing the James Wallstrap, Shoebaggies, Gawards, playing on glass courts, living in five stars. But I mean, that's the majority of the tour. It's not like that. We, we should actually be, I mean, it's actually harder if you think about it. It's harder grinding, grinding down the rankings. It's easy up there. <laughs> we, no, you know, we, we in the engine rooms like like Titanic. We throwing coal on coal into the fire. There, the boys are living first class up the deck. That's, <laughs> that's um, yeah. I do uh, I do enjoy that as well. That's when I listen to uh, other podcasts, particularly like hearing from uh, there's a there's a, a football a nineties football one, and that that's pretty funny because it was at the time it's, it captures the time between. But football was, you know, it's always been a big sport. But in the early 90s, there was a real lack of professionalism. At the, but yeah, yeah, money was just starting to come into the game. And some of the some of the teams were, you know, getting more professional. But, you know, they were just sort of discovering what pasta was and, and whatever. Yeah. But most, yeah. most of the teams are all still doing their Tuesday club afternoon drinks. And, uh, yeah, it was a very, like, putting bin bags on and sweating it out the next day. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean. I just find that more, I find that pretty pretty hilarious really so hearing from uh no i mean our our life on tour like the, the guys that you interviewed we've all we've all played similar levels we didn't really make it to the we haven't interviewed anyone sort of top 16 top 20 in the world i mean it's 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 very different to uh so when you sort of like 40 to or 35 to 80 in the world or something it's very different to the the life at the top 20 living um living out of a suitcase not not knowing if you should uh check out of your hotel in case you win a match or or uh whatever um hoping that you win so you can check into a tournament hotel the next day um yeah getting someone if your mate checks out get his uh, wi-fi password so you can get an extra <laughs> extra hundred megs <laughs> the uh keep the european league team captains on on hold uh, if you're, yeah. uh, you, you bomb out <laughs> early and you want to nip over to <laughs> no no it's no it was quality good memories right well uh we'll, we'll start to sign it uh finish it up wrap it up we've got a couple of bit of correspondence from uh from listeners so oh. uh yeah, a couple of just okay, there. He's a fairly, I'm sure they'll be fairly short, short answers for you. But um, 
Zach Attack asks. Zach Attack. How, uh, how many rackets did you break in your career? Oof. How many? Oh, I've still got. I've got a picture actually um, from one that was snapped over my leg in Hong Kong, and I got a fine for um, because it was put on put on a website, and the sponsors saw it, so that wasn't good. Now, it's that's that answer can't be. It's I can't remember. I've broken one against Johnny. I remember I was thinking the other day. Broke one, drop drive, doing drop drive with Johnny, warming up at Chapel A. Broke a record, smashed Johnny. I'll tell you why. Just summarize quickly. I don't want to go on too long. I was like, we we're doing backhand drives. He was he was at the back playing backhand drops, and I was hitting backhand drives. And I was like, it was tight. I was hitting my best drives, running straight. And Johnny kept like scraping it back, like honestly scraping this balls back. And he was and he was hitting it tighter than I was. And I was thinking, how is he? How is this guy doing this? And like eventually. I, was, I just snapped the racket. I was like, Johnny, you can't like scrape the ball back and it's getting, I just snapped. It was like five minutes into a warm-up session, into a, a training session. So now, That's it, Johnny, there, just forcing, forcing the arrow in the knees. It was, it was, I remember it was on a hard back at Chapel A and Johnny kept, yeah, kept scraping it back. I just lost my cool. But I can't answer that question, Zach, unfortunately. Too, too many to remember. Triple figures we'll go for. Oh, yeah. Uh, Waterboy asks how uh, Waterboy eighty four asks uh, roughly what was the amount the total amount of fines you racked up in your career? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tell you, true story. I've still got an unpaid fine PSA because I tried to enter two years ago. It was a um, well, there's a PSA at at the university. It's a five k event which I've played twice, won once, and lost to Oli Pet, the one I mentioned. So I tried to enter it once I moved back here as a as a local because the sort of director of squash and they said, no, it'll be good for the coach to play. And I was playing decent at the time. And I tried to enter and they said, no, you're not allowed to enter. You've got an outstanding fine from my last, from my last ever PSA event played, which was uh, Irish Open. Lost to Campbell Grayson and um, still got an outstanding fine. So, yeah, sorry, I, I'm going to pay it though if I decide to play another event, but... Nice, nice to have you back on tour, sure. Yeah. Um, well, even if it's just as a local. Um, and finally, LB Squash asks... What, LB. What's the uh, <laughs> the yoghurt price difference between Greenwich no. and I'm not sure... Unbelievable. Joke. LB Squash. What do you say? What's the, the yoghurt price difference between Greenwich, Greenwich Connecticut and South, South Africa? Well, well, nowadays, I mean, I don't think I'd be able to afford one there. Uh, what's the, the rand dollars? I think it's like eighteen, sixteen dollars to a rand. That's no, it's, it's and I can't, I can't afford the yogurt there these days. Well, just yeah, the answer, the uh, the offer's always there. Sure, if uh, if you come over, I'm sure Luke and I will uh, will sort you out the, all the yogurt <laughs> uh, and sliders. Batsy. Good lad. Yeah. All right. Great to uh, great to catch up, Sean. Cool. Thanks for sure, thanks uh, for having me. I'm sure the boys will uh, will love to hear uh, hear how you're doing and what you're up to. Good luck. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season or the series. Thanks for completing the uh, top ten. Hey. Thanks for completing the top ten of podcasts. Is this ten? Am I the tenth? And yeah, yeah, in at ten. Okay, season one wrapped up. I think so. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, though, we are going for people outside the top 16, so there's plenty to choose from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't even uh, have to cool. play it into, the, into the, there's no specification. You don't have to, oh, obviously, with Pablo being the last one, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make it. So, uh, uh, if anyone's got some good stories and they, they want to put their name forward, feel free to uh, get in touch with a little 200 word argument for yourself. <laughs> the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been good. I'll keep uh, I'll keep tuning in to the podcast. Yeah, need all the listeners we can get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Fantastic catch up with Sean there. Great to hear that things are going well back in South Africa. We uh, played a lot of tournaments together over the years, but um, haven't spoken to him for a couple of years, and he generally keeps himself to himself. So it's, uh, I'm sure there'll be a few people out there that will uh, appreciate getting to know him a little bit better and also hearing him reflect so positively on his career. Thanks very much, and look forward to the next episode. <laughs>